Welcome to the eBiomedicine podcast. I'm Liam Messin, and today on the podcast, I spoke with Dr. Alex Pratt to talk about his study recently published in eBiomedicine, which aimed to unravel the mechanisms of why chemotherapy for hormone-positive breast cancer is more effective in premenopausal patients as opposed to those that are postmenopausal. Dr. Alex Pratt is from the Department of Medical Oncology at the Hospital Clinic of Barcelona, Spain, and the senior author of the study. So first of all, what prompted you to look at the relationship between menopause and uh, breast cancer chemotherapy? Well, for many years, we've been doing, the community has been doing a lot of studies, trying to study the value of chemotherapy in early stage hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative disease. We know chemotherapy can prevent metastasis. It is also true that studies done in the last decade have shown us that chemotherapy is not for all patients. Chemotherapy is restricted especially for high-risk patients where clinically these tumors are highly proliferative and they benefit from uh, chemotherapy. The question out there was if uh, there was a value of chemotherapy in patients with intermediate risk. And this has been now answered by large clinical trials such as TaylorX, Mindac, Rexponder, that have recruited patients with intermediate risk and they randomized those patients to chemotherapy versus no chemotherapy. Interestingly, this trial showed that in the overall population, there was no benefit from chemotherapy or, or if there was, it was very small. However, there was an interaction with menopausal status in the sense that patients with intermediate risk that are postmenopausal, there was no benefit of chemotherapy. And in this group now, in menopausal and postmenopausal disease, we're using gene expression-based platforms to de-escalate chemotherapy. We only indicate chemotherapy for the high-risk patients. However, for the premenopausal, we saw a large effect of chemotherapy in patients with intermediate and even in some patients with low-risk disease. So this posed the question of, well, why is chemotherapy so effective in these patients with premenopausal disease, despite that these tumors are not aggressive? biologically speaking. So you set out to find out why, why this was the case, why chemotherapy uh, appears to be more efficient in premenopausal patients as opposed to menopausal. Could you explain what you did and what you found out? So one of the main hypotheses of why chemotherapy is working in patients with premenopausal disease with low to intermediate uh, risk of, of relapse is that chemotherapy might be inducing an ovarian function suppression and therefore there, are, there is less estrogen in the blood and therefore uh, the tumors do not grow because uh, estrogen is, is one of the, of the agonists uh, in, this, in, this, in these tumors. So this is a hypothesis that is out there. So our study was uh, meant to try to show if that was happening in real tumors. So basically, we analyzed uh, different cohorts. We analyzed more than 800 tumor samples from different neoadjuvant uh, studies that have been performed in the, in the SALTI uh, network, uh, SALTI cooperative group. These are studies that, at the, to start, we focus on uh, postmenopausal disease uh, and patients received endocrine therapy. And we showed that endocrine therapy induces downregulation of estrogen-regulated genes and this is some of them were already described in the literature, we came up with a signature, a 19-gene signature, that can identify the estrogen responsiveness of those tumors in postmenopausal disease. We also confirmed that 
in the preclinical setting using a particular cell line treated with estradiol. And we show that these genes are upregulated when you add estradiol in cell lines. So we had this signature. And then we went into different neoadjuvant cohorts of pre- and postmenopausal patients treated with chemotherapy. And there is where we saw something, I think, um, striking or at least uh, supportive of one of the hypotheses, which was that these estrogen-regulated genes are down-regulated during chemotherapy only in premenopausal patients and not in postmenopausal patients, suggesting that, yes, the hypothesis that the community had might be true in the fact that uh, most likely uh, chemotherapy is working by suppressing the ovarian function and therefore decreasing the levels of estradiol in blood and therefore inducing an estrogen response in, in the tumor. And we show that in different cohorts, treated with different chemotherapies, and also we focus on one particular uh, gene and protein that is a target of the estrogen reg uh, regulation, which is progesterone receptor. And we also showed that by protein expression and by looking at immunostochemistry in patients treated with neoadjuvant chemotherapy, we showed that in premenopausal, this uh, protein uh, disappears or is negative after therapy in more than 60% of premenopausal patients and only in 15% of postmenopausal, again, suggesting that chemotherapy does induce this ovarian function suppression. So you've shown that chemotherapy is downregulating estrogen-related genes in premenopausal patients. But why is this beneficial? Is this downregulation associated with survival? So in our study, we could not evaluate the association of the downregulation of this gene during chemo and survival. And this will require larger studies to really show that link. But we do know that the downregulation of these genes in the, in the context of postmenopausal disease treated with endocrine therapy is beneficial for, for the patient in terms of survival. So in that context, we do know we don't have the particular context in premenopausal disease. But overall, I think the, the, the objective is met, which is uh, the question that we had if uh, chemotherapy regulates the estrogen receptor uh, pathway in premenopausal disease. This is the case. Similarly, as in postmenopausal disease, endocrine therapy regulates uh, this pathway. So definitely more studies are needed, but uh, I do think that this effect might be beneficial uh, for tumors. Now, this is, you know, these are complex systems. Are there any other, I guess, plausible explanations as to why premenopausal women might be responding more favorably uh, to chemotherapy, independent of estrogen-related genes? So I think this is a very good point because one of the hypotheses is the one we, we evaluated, but it's true that another hypothesis is that these tumors in, that are homoreceptor positive, HER2 negative, in young patients, they might have intrinsic genetic features that might make that tumor more chemotherapy sensitive. For example, mutations in DNA repair genes such as BRCA1 or BRCA2 are known to be associated with more chemotherapy sensitivity. So still that hypothesis could be true. It could be a mix of things. But definitely we know that the alterations of these DNA repair genes is a rare event in general in breast cancer. So we cannot rule out that part of the effect of chemotherapy in young patients with low to intermediate risk is due to a direct chemotherapy effect on the tumor cell because of some genetic features that we still need to better understand. But what is clear is that also there is the other effect that is play, playing a, a major role. Definitely future studies will need to tease out the two hypotheses. Lastly, what could your findings mean long-term uh, for both patients and for future directions of the work? 
So I think there are potential clinical implications uh, in, in the future. On one hand, uh, in order to suppress uh, ovarian function today, we have uh, drugs, what we call LHRH analogs, that actually we give to patients with high-risk disease after chemotherapy, and we add those injections together with a classical endocrine therapy. This is a standard of care. I do think that in the future, if the hypothesis is true, we could be using these drugs that suppress the ovarian function in patients with low to intermediate risk to uh, decrease or even avoid uh, chemotherapy. Uh, if the hypothesis is true that chemotherapy in these patients mostly um, has benefits because of the ovarian function suppression that it induces, we can most likely use the other drugs which are less toxic, more specific, and use those to uh, avoid uh, chemotherapy. Of course, this will require a clinical trial a clinical trial that I think the community is uh, thinking about because this will require a huge effort, transatlantic huge effort with thousands of patients recruited. These patients will be low to intermediate risk, all with homoreceptor positive or to negative, premenopausal, and these patients should be randomized to chemotherapy or not in the context of these drugs, these LHRH analogs together with endocrine therapy. In that trial, I think we're going to have the level one evidence in the future to really avoid chemotherapy in this in this patient population. That was Dr. Pratt, and we look forward to hearing all about those clinical trials when they're completed. Thanks for listening.